0: Ayo, artists and musicians.
1: To us?
0: Yeah, do you want your own vinyl records?
1: Yeah, but I can't order a thousand of them. Or wait like a year to get them. Yeah, we're going on tour in two months.
0: Check out our friends lathecuts.com. They'll make you vinyl singles in quantities as small as 50 copies, and as quickly as three or four weeks.
1: Get out of here.
0: You heard me right. All their pricing is a la carte, And they can help you pick a package that fits your budget.
1: Okay, who we talk to about this?
0: You need to email my buddy Mike. His address is lathecuts at yahoo.com. And if you mention low profile, you'll get a 10% overrun on your order.
1: So if I order 50 weapons?
0: Mike's gonna send you 55.
1: If I order 75, I guess you would get 82 and a half?
0: Something like that. Remember, you gotta mention low profile to get that deal, and it won't be around forever.
1: Will we start again?
0: That's lathecuts at yahoo.com. Custom made records in small quantities. Mention low profile to get a 10% overrun on your order.
1: And email me now.
0: From the messiest desk in Olympia, Washington, I'm Markley Morrison, and this is Low Profile just want to check in before we get the show started about Scherler Sundays and how that's going. So it's live episode tapings and full performances from a great variety of really talented people. The last one was John Atkins and Doug Marsh, and it was a banger. Uh, Next week, it's Michael Hurley on Sunday, July 2nd, and then Lavender Country on July 10th. These are every Sunday at 3 behind the Carnegie Library in Olympia, Washington. Hope you can make it out. Connors is a guitarist, poet, and painter. Since the 1970s, he has released over 50 albums of primarily improvised material, developing his unique avant-garde playing style informed by early blues and 20th century composers. He's collaborated with a diverse array of likewise important musicians like John Fahey, Sonic Youth, Jim O'Rourke, Kath Bloom, and Alan Licht, his most frequent cohort, though, is also his partner, Suzanne Langie. She and Lauren join me from Brooklyn at their friend Bob Bellarue's home studio. Bob kindly engineered this episode so you wouldn't have to listen to a Zoom call, so thanks, Bob. We are talking today about Lauren's family doorway into music and the lessons he learned along the way, his body of work, Suzanne and Lauren's aesthetic partnership, and we'll also hear Lauren's guitar improvisations in real time throughout the interview. Suzanne and Lauren also improvise a piece together just for today's show. Right now you're hearing an excerpt from Arborvitae, an album from Lauren Connors and David Grubbs. Before we get to today's interview, here's David with a few words about Lauren. This is David Grubbs, happy to say a few words of introduction about Lauren Connors, one of my very favorite musicians, one of my very favorite guitar players. I think Lauren is about uh, the most distinctive guitar player that I can think of. Most people can recognize Lauren's tone within a matter of seconds. He's a fearless uh, solo artist. Uh, he's a terrific improviser, and I consider myself incredibly fortunate not only to, to know Lauren and to have had conversations with him but to have had the opportunity to play with him live a number of times um, uh, including one uh, duo studio LP called Arbor Vitae so you're about to learn a huge amount about Lauren, and um, if you've never heard his music before uh, I think you're about to have your mind blown Well, I thought a nice way to get into it would be to first maybe talk about um, Mary Mazikane, your mother, um, and the influence that her music career had on you. Because
2: it's, it's, it's profound. It's profound. Influence. It's probably only real influence. Other than the rock and roll record I used to play in my house. And, uh, she, was, she, she used music lessons up in the piano room. All the time, people come to the house and play and, and sing, and, and she she almost them how to sing with an open throat and, and that kind of thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But as, as,
2: as, as, her relationship with me goes, you know, that was pretty uh, intense. I used to go to church with her every every well, like every morning, almost, and she used to do funerals. Did you and, ever and sing
0: with her? Did you pick up any singing skills from her?
2: No, nothing. I was the only one in the family who didn't sing at all. My brother sings. My brother was an opera singer for a while, and my sister had folk groups and singing groups and stuff. Uh, I never sang at all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I often was uh, sort of bewildered by on your uh, your earlier solo and uh, and duet recordings with various singers. Um, what the what the moaning sound was, and that was, someone told uh, me that was coming from you.
2: Yeah, it's just a thing like the, uh, say, say uh, uh, some jazz people do. Yeah, sure.
0: I hear that maybe in Mingus a little bit, or yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah Mingus. Things like that. A lot of jazz guys, the uh, vocalizations too. It's all involuntary, it comes from your throat. And uh, you just have no control over it.
0: Yeah, it just—it's a part of the playing.
2: Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it just can become part of the thing.
0: Do you still uh, have a tendency to to do that? Even though no. I know I, you're I, I usually sh- not on mic. I, I, sh- I shake
2: it off. I shake it off. I don't do that anymore.
0: Keep your mouth shut and play. Yeah, keep your mouth, yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. And play. That's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. And are you, are you playing very often these days? Yeah, maybe once a month. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, I like I should be playing a lot more. It Could be a lot more for me, but if, if there wasn't. It's, it's not. It's not there really. Opportunities to play aren't really around. But I, I play enough though.
0: Well, I mean, you've amassed a huge discography.
2: Yeah. It, because most of the stuff I do is, 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 is recorded.
0: Good way to get a big discography, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I know that you originally would record everything on cassette. you do some yeah. four-track layering things from yeah. time to time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You still yeah. have a cassette player that works? Or no, I forgot, I for- uh, yeah,
2: no, I forgot how to work it. I, I, I knew how to work it during the nineties, but I, I forgot now no, how to really work it.
4: Well, you had a machine that worked really well.
2: Yes, it we couldn't work. It. it was digital. But then right? somebody uh,
4: stole it, and yeah, after yeah. No. and they stopped, they had stopped producing it. It was a Tascam Porta 5. Yeah. And then after that, you never found a machine that you could really work with comfortably again. Yeah, right, yeah. So that thief.
2: <laughs> Everything went, went, went digital, and I, I went out the door.
0: That was the voice of Suzanne Langeel? Yeah.
4: <laughs> Suzanne Langill.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. That's Suzanne Langie. Yeah, pleasure. I recognize your voice, but oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to
4: meet you too.
0: Well, Lauren, I I've just uh, read for the first time your collection of haikus oh, yeah. and prose, yeah. uh, Autumn Sun. And I, I was reading it while listening to uh, some of your recordings. I actually was listening to uh, the one that you recorded at the graveyard. What were you talking, talking about the curse of Midnight Mary. Oh, yeah. 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 Well.
2: Mid- Midnight Mary's a big deal in Connecticut out there in New Haven. It's a, it's a ghost story that uh, people believe it in. It. Some people really believe in it. Uh, yeah. I, I just did uh, I just. Uh, I nailed down on our gravesite and did acoustic guitar pieces. It's, 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 fun, it's, it's fun because night time I figured maybe we made a ghost or something.
0: Yeah, it's very, very ethereal. Is, yeah. Is your, uh, most of your body of work, I'd say, is. Yeah. Pieces, are you totally lost? Yeah. yeah. When it when it's happening?
2: Yeah, completely. Uh, I don't really know where the hell it comes from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that makes two of us. I I just get the the whole world disappears.
2: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
0: But it came from blues.
2: Yeah, it came from blues, which is different than most people playing today these days. It's coming out of people like 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 me from the. 30 years ago maybe uh, uh but uh and it's on computers now and my, my thing comes from, more from from the way way past way, way, way in the past like it's a guitar based right, rather than computer based but but uh, I love it similar to what I do uh.
0: sure sure like um your your collaboration with uh or an Embarky. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: He, he, he's a computer guy.
0: He uses a lot of electronics, yeah?
2: yeah? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's it's cool to see um, those sort of things coexist. Yeah, right, Yeah. <laughs> of a lot of the collaborative works is that people come to you and want to get into your space. Yeah, right. yeah, do you yeah. s- do you seek out collaborations yourself? No,
2: no, yeah. I, I, uh, not, no, no. They, they, they all come to me. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, but it's, just, it's just strange. I never thought I, I ever like I would expect some people to, they want to play with me without even practicing at all or even knowing each other. Yeah. Yeah. The shows I do are with people like that I've never played with, no, no practice with and I've never even heard the music a lot of times.
0: Your latest release at this time is the uh, the collaboration with Kim Gordon from Sonic yeah. Youth, right?
2: Yeah, it was the second time we, we, we did it together. We did a show like a few years ago.
4: And that's what's on the record, the show that you did a few years ago and then he just recently did a performance with her again.
0: Oh, okay. And that was
4: something that the Issue Project Room, which is an art space in Brooklyn, put together. Yeah.
0: Hence the title at Issue. There you go. Nice double entendre there.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, How premeditated was that? Was that just a show up, plug in, and go for it? Yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, that's it. It's all my shows are like that. Show up, plug in, go for it.
0: Yeah, it's all improvised.
2: Yeah, all oh,
0: yeah. But you've got like some kind of concept about composition yeah behind it.
2: Yeah, I think of all myself as compositions rather than improv, improv- improvs. And so they're all compositions. I studied composers when, when I was in college and uh, after college at Yale, uh, over there, you know, like people like Carl Ruggles and Charles Ives, and Vincent and, and, and Weber and, and uh, people like that. My favorite was uh, was Carl Ruggles. I don't know if you know him.
0: I don't. What's a What's a good piece? That's uh, a good primer.
2: Uh, Man of the Mountains, or, or uh, Lilacs. <laughs> yeah, he made about 45 minutes worth of music in his whole life. It was all very intense.
0: Wow. Yeah. And you, you just took it the other direction.
2: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Just...
0: Everything.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And you're still painting, I take it?
2: Yep, I'm still painting. In fact, I'm in a room now with one of my paintings in it. Looks good.
0: Oh, Bob's got one over there?
2: Yeah, we got two of them. But the bigger, bigger one and a smaller one.
0: When did you start painting, Lauren?
2: 1969, in college. I had a great teacher. His name is Mike Scope. He was a student of, uh, of, uh, Mestrovic, who was a student of uh, Rodin. Yeah, off.
4: there was like a an oral tradition of instruction yeah. on aesthetics ah. that he yeah. got that was passed down from Auguste Rodin to Ivan Mestrovic, to Michael
0: Scope, and to yeah. Lauren.
2: So, so so I guess music it's French-oriented.
0: <laughs> nice. And you're carrying the torch. That's right, yeah. You're... Like so interdisciplinary that um whether with the writing, the painting, guitar, even piano is a thing that you've been. Yeah, we
2: play a little, little bit of piano, yeah. If, it's, if, if the piano's nice I could play it.
0: I heard for the first time the the red painting piece. Yeah, yeah right,
2: did. yeah. That was the piano piece. It's actually an electric piano, but it's sounding just like a, a, a real piano.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I couldn't even tell. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Do you uh, feel like you go into a different sort of headspace when you switch instruments?
2: Uh, no, 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 really. It's all, it's all the same.
0: Yeah?
2: Yeah, even when I switch medias, it's all the same, music it's, it's all the same to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you keep a practice of writing?
2: No, I've, I, I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's pain and, and, and guitar playing these days.
0: Do you think you could tell me, though, about your uh, fascination with haiku that happened yeah. so long ago?
2: Yeah, it was in the 1980s. I wrote the book, uh, Autumn Sun, had, like it uh, par little paragraphs of... of, of like. Where where I've done the the, the the particular day you have haiku mixing with prose writing,
0: yeah, it's a nice juxtaposition. Yeah, um, kind of like journal entries. Yeah, yeah kind right. a three line reflection on that.
2: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: It's actually a tradition. It's a haiku yeah. tradition. It's called hyphen.
2: Yeah,
0: right. Really s- s- yeah,
2: people don't, people haven't picked up on it here in, in this country. It's just old Japanese thing. From way a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I I read the essay um, that's included at the end of the at the end of that book, and uh, yeah, I yeah, I guess maybe I'm not the biggest poetry buff, so I didn't realize that that was part of the tradition there. Mm. What drew you to that form? because you studied it for a while, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I studied it in college. My stuff has always been haiku-ish. My, my, my music is haiku-ish. Everything I do is haiku-ish. It's just kind of like, say what you have to say and get off. Put your, put your mm-hmm. instrument down. Just say what you got to say and put your stuff down. Like. Yeah.
4: No
0: embellishing. Yeah, right, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So you, you brought your guitar, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Would would you care to give us a little something? Okay,
2: all right. Okay.
5: Thank you.
0: Beautiful, what do you call it?
2: I don't know, something. i think of a name for something. For some yeah.
0: Yeah. Is it, is it um, difficult to name all these pieces that you create? It's
2: so starting to be a little bit tedious. I think I should start numbering them, though.
0: Like, oh, now I got to name it.
2: <laughs> and start, yeah, you got to name it,
0: though.
2: You walk around with names in your head.
0: I just want to read off the uh, the track listing for um, In Burn yeah. that you did with Jim O'Rourke.
2: Yeah, that's, that's all his titles.
0: He, he titled that?
2: Yeah, old well, man. Yeah.
0: Four tracks. Number one, now who are these guys? <laughs> Number two, still going. <laughs> Number three, are they going to stop? <laughs> Number four, you can stay if you want. But I'm going to leave.
2: That's <laughs> 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 Jim. He's a funny guy.
0: Are you still in touch with Jim?
2: Oh, well, he moved away to, to Japan, so I don't see him anymore, but I still yeah. like, I email him sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. They send each other messages, especially whenever there's a disaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Make sure each other is okay. Yeah, right.
0: That's good. Good yeah. looking out. Yeah. Um, I read that he is the one who introduced you to one of my other favorite guitarists, John Fahey.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there a story there? Do, do you have like... A, was there like a little John Fahey experience?
2: Well, I, I, we got along good, good together. because We are we more of the same age than, than Jim, Jim and his friends were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like five or six years younger than him. You um, met
4: in Chicago, right?
2: Yeah, Chicago. And one time he was sick, and he was taking sick, sick, sick his, uh, his uh, cough medicine. and he was gulping it down on the bottle, and the guy came up to him. and went to interview him, and, said, and he said, no, he's the guy you should be talking to. So that made me feel good.
4: John Fahey's last release that actually came out after his death, he dedicated a song to, uh, to I mean, Lauren. Yeah. Lauren had a nickname, Guitar Roberts, and he liked it, so he used that when he dedicated it to him.
0: Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah I've, yeah, I've had a
2: few nicknames in, a, in a time.
0: Yeah, Guitar <laughs> Roberts. Where? How did you land on that one?
2: Oh, well, uh, I remember. Uh, uh, it was Blackie. Blackie for a while. Blackie Connors. Uh, oh,
0: Suzanne sings a song about Blackie on uh, on yeah. the Enchanted Forest. Yeah.
4: Oh my God. You can't believe you even thought of that. Mm. <laughs> mm. I,
0: I I do I do some research. I guess. Blackie the Crow. Blackie the Crow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's you, Lauren?
2: I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, um, well, I thought that that record in particular, The Enchanted Forest, is just, um, you know, it's lovely and it's it's a bit of a departure from um, a lot of the more, like, kind of soundscape pieces. Yeah, right. Pieces. More in the folk tradition, which you were definitely
2: part of a long time ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, you were very adherent to that early yeah. on. You, you recently did another like unaffected solo acoustic record. How recent was that? The Volume Ten.
2: Volume Ten. Uh, yeah.
0: Nineteen
2: eighty something like that.
4: That was, oh, really? a, that was a newly discovered recording. Oh, oh yeah.
0: okay. Yeah this, yeah.
4: yeah, this one here. Yeah, he but, performed but, it live back in, what, the late 1970s, maybe?
2: Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Oh,
0: okay. All right, so it's yeah. just unearthed. S-
2: yeah, yeah, unearthed.
4: Somebody See, discovered it. I do some it. research,
0: but... <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Somebody discovered it at the Columbia... University Music Library was part of an archive of the local radio station.
0: the the bottleneck style um and everything to this sort of more percussive immersive thing that you're doing these days i guess john john fahey was sort of leaning into that direction a little bit too his final years
4: Uh, that's right lauren actually didn't use a bottleneck though he did all of those sounds with his hands in yeah. his early years, he tuned the strings down um, oh. to be really loose, and so, so he could bend them all over the place.
5: Yeah.
0: Oh.
4: That's how he got those sounds early on.
0: I was wondering how you got those snaky sounds
2: mm-hmm. out of there. Uh-oh,
4: did I just give away your secret? Noodles.
2: No. no.
0: no. We'll, we'll edit that out, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: could elaborate. Suzanne, maybe you can jump in too um, about how your journey began together, because you've been well you've, you've been an item and a collaborative duo for, god, what, 35 think, years?
2: Yeah, 30 years, 35 years. Yeah. long time.
0: How did that come to be?
4: <laughs> you want me to explain? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we met at a couple performances, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it was, it was actually really kind of strange. We just got together almost immediately, and you know, we just kind of started kicking things out of our lives to make room for each other, and developed over time, not just through the music, but also through writing, uh, and then later with visual art, um, uh, an aesthetic partnership.
0: Wow. What were the sacrifices you made initially? Do you
4: oh, I don't know, none of his friends understood me and none of none of my friends understood him. So, okay. <laughs> so everybody was like, What are you two doing together? Yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was uh yeah, it was it was it was a very controversial coming together somehow. <laughs> but eventually I guess people have come to accept that we are in fact together and been together long enough. So there you go. It happens. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I, I can relate to like, especially when um, two people come together seemingly out of nowhere, like so quickly. Um, Yeah. I went on tour and while I was on the tour, I met um, a former girlfriend, good and stayed good friend of mine hmm. uh like halfway down the coast and we decided that night that we were just going to get married oh. mm. she was going to move to washington from california and uh wow and so i and so i got back home and i told people but nobody believed it was true at first <laughs> because we actually got engaged on april fools day <laughs> hmm. <laughs> And so for the longest time no one knew whether it was happening until she finally moved up here like, Oh, okay, this is a real thing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You gotta keep him guessing.
2: That's right. hmm mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really wonderful. And, you know, Lauren and I came from a very different I mean, I was from the West Coast, Pacific Northwest, he was from the East Coast and I had completely different training. I was more immersed in uh, literature. And uh, so there were a lot of differences on the surface, mm-hmm. but I think we really, we really figured it out when we went to an art gallery um, in Manhattan. We just took a trip in um, Museum of Modern Art, I think, and I had not had any training in art. I didn't know anything about you know anyone other than the the most completely famous painters ever I just didn't know anything and he brought me into a room full of modern art and asked me which pieces I liked and I looked around the room and I said that's great that's great that's good that's all right that's nothing blah 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 I pointed to all of these different paintings and he goes and I was all the great paintings were the paintings that he's He's totally in love with it. He goes, how did you do that? How did you do that? How did you know that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah.
4: (laughs) You know, it's the basics about aesthetics and how how deep does something reach. Mm. That's what it's really all about.
3: Hi, I'm Anna Winter. Do you love listening to Low Profile? There are several ways you can support this show. You can sign up for flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash low profile. Those donations help Markley keep this show running smoothly and are vital to Low Profile's progress at the cost of a cup of coffee once a month. If you join the Patreon community, you can get advanced episode releases, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and early access to merchandise. If you can't contribute financially, it always helps if you tell a friend about your favorite episodes, share about Low Profile on social media, subscribe for free on your favorite podcast platform, and give us a rating and review whenever you listen. Low Profile also receives in-kind support thanks to these independent Olympia businesses, San Francisco Street Bakery, Schwartz's Deli, Rainy Day Records, Old School Pizzeria, and Schurler Easy Premium Shitty American Lager from Three Magnets Brewing Company. And most of all, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Now, let's get to today's show.
0: Um, so you guys have also together uh, what I've heard described as a blues rock band.
2: Yeah. Oh. Haunted House. Haunted House, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's kind of over with another
0: it doesn't sound like canned heat
2: no no
0: um but that's a that's a quartet right
2: right
4: a stretch. Oh, for <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> but we appreciate the effort. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got you got a drummer, actually, two guitars and a singer.
4: Actually, there's no there's no uh, it's not like a drummer, it's one single handheld frame drum, a Persian daf. And yeah, Neil guy makes all those sounds on that little that, that one large handheld frame drum.
2: It's like a big tangerine, t- tambourine, tambourine. Yeah. yeah, it's
4: like a giant tambourine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Without the bells.
2: Yeah, yeah no, no, no bells.
4: It's got little, if there's rings inside.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So, but yeah, would you intense. tell him he's not a drummer?
2: <laughs> no, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a drummer anymore. He wants we to be call a, him
4: a percussionist, but percussionist. who knows? Sure,
0: sure. <laughs> he's also
4: a sitarist, he so wants to be you a sitarist know, we never put Neil in a box. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and Andrew Burns was the other guitarist, and the Haunted House broke up when he moved back to Atlanta and yeah. then to the West Coast, and we never tried to replace him because he was the perfect fit.
0: Mm. So, so how long was that a thing?
2: We, 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 we went For ten years, but we took a lot, a lot of years off.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: First, is, first mention the recordings. And two thousand and twenty years later, there's a bunch more. And that's gone.
0: Did that stuff come out as a record at all? I could only. Yeah, two could, records. Could, there were two couple, records.
4: There's a CD and a record. Yeah. And then we're actually pulling a couple pieces that um, that were never put on record, and that's going to be coming out on the Family Vineyard label. It's going to be a I think it's a 10-inch because it's two long pieces and one side is going to be a version of mm-hmm. Blue Ghost Blues, mm-hmm. the other side is Frankie and Johnny.
2: Mm-hmm. You got a record with, with Neil. What? You got a record with Neil.
4: What
2: about Neil? <laughs> you have a style record with, with Neil.
4: Oh. Yeah, Neil and I did a couple records z- 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 together. Fancy,
2: together fantastic, so. fantastic Neil.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Yeah. yeah. I think Neil's playing. Yes,
0: like <coughs> Come When the Raven Calls. <coughs> what was that again, Suzanne? Oh,
4: the record that I did with Neil is called Come When the Raven Calls. And actually the first song on it is from the Enchanted Forest record. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, reworking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real good. Yeah, I, oh, I'm i looking forward to getting that 10-inch. I think it's... I missed the boat on any of the older material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, nobody's ever done Frankie and Johnny quite like the way we do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, playing the hits. <laughs> the uh, relationship with family vineyard come to be be very dedicated to keeping your work in their rotation
2: yeah
4: yeah um eric Weddle initially was part of another label called secretly canadian
5: Mm. Mm -hmm.
4: and so that's how we first got to know him and uh, a couple things came out on secretly canadian And one of them was uh, a record called Let the Darkness Fall, which was, yeah, Lauren and me and Andrew Burns from Haunted House and David Danielle. Andrew and David were part of a band called San Augustine at the time. And so that came out on Secretly Canadian. And then Eric decided to start his own label. And he basically, you know, kind of made an internal commitment to be really serious about putting out Lauren's music, especially his solo music. So he's been, he's just been putting out record after record over the years. The Departing of a Dream series. It's kind of a tribute to Miles Davis. All kinds mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, he's he's been just wonderful.
0: I didn't put that together that that was a Sort of tribute to Miles Davis.
2: Man, how good by Miles. Yeah. So
0: did you ever, did you ever get to see Miles? or? Uh, yeah, he, fell,
2: he fell off the stage at the time I saw him. The drummer had to jump, jump over the, and catch him. He fell off the stage, he
4: yeah. said.
0: Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think he got hurt, but he's in bad shape.
4: Yeah, but Lauren always... Always liked how Miles could work with silence.
2: Yeah. Yeah. his long notes, too. His long, his long notes extended out, out of nowhere. Yeah, especially the record, uh, uh, he lived in madley.
0: Again?
2: He, he loves him madly. He, uh, he, uh, loved, he loved him
4: madly? Yeah,
2: and then get up with it right record.
4: Didn't you also really like Miles' bass player? Oh, yeah,
2: Henderson. His, his bass player was H- phenomenal. Henderson? He was phenomenal. a hmm. sense of timing was something else.
0: Have you ever played bass?
2: Yeah, I used to play bass in rock bands in the 60s. Oh,
0: yeah? A long
2: time ago, yeah. A long time ago.
0: Like party bands or do
2: yeah, 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 weddings we did weddings and parties and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I played bass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, so are are you still a rock and roll guy at all?
2: Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Sort of am.
0: What do you? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, more than more than a
2: lot of people around around these days.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not. Um, I wouldn't say rock and roll is necessarily thriving these days. No,
2: it's kind of so dying out.
5: Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah.
4: Didn't you play a bass guitar, bass guitar on one of your records, Lauren? Yeah. Which one?
2: It was, it was called uh, the Parting of a Dream by Moon.
4: Oh, the first departing yeah, of a dream. It, it had a lot of CD. different
2: instruments on it. Okay. All Do you have a collection of string instruments
0: along? No, just,
2: just a guitar I use all the time, and a bigger old guitar which I, I just let sit in the corner and die. Uh huh.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: been in new york
2: uh for 30 years three, three, two years
4: since 1990
2: yeah
0: mm. that opened up some new doors for you
2: yeah it opened up everything for me yeah i was i was kind of just like a new haven bum <laughs> bum <I> guy <got> <laughs> new uh-huh. haven bum yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: So yeah, I, I guess like in Connecticut, you're working m- mostly more in isolation.
2: Yeah, isolation. is, is, is the word. And uh, I I noticed that people when I got older, people the younger people were making all kinds of plans for, the, for themselves. Which is different to me. I, I never made a plan for myself or anything ever when I was younger. Everyone plans out their life down here.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren's not, never been a businessman, and he's never been a planner. Yeah. The world just kind of happens yeah. to him.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, um, before we go, I was wondering if the two of you might do an improvised piece together.
2: Yeah, right. Right, right, right is now. That, is that okay? Yeah.
4: You want to do one right now?
2: Right, 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 right now.
0: If you're in the mood, if not, we could do it later.
4: I was standing among the rocks. when I looked down to the river and I saw it. An eagle rising from the trees. And I knew that someone was gonna die. Someone good was gonna die. There's nothing you can do when you see that eagle. Nothing you can change. The price we pay for love is the pain of loss.
0: Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. do you have any upcoming releases or performances that you're excited about
2: uh, no good, good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you've done enough,
5: <laughs> yeah. now enough they're, the world.
4: they're coming but they're just coming very slowly because of the problem with all the pressing plants yeah but he yeah. does. He does have something that someday will come up. That's called at the top of the stairs. Yeah, it's really mysterious. That's a Alan, and that's a fabulous record. Yeah. If anybody ever gets to hear it, if the vinyl pressing factories will ever regurgitate it, then uh-huh. you'll have it.
2: It's, come uh, up the, the, <laughs> it's a. It's trapped in production
0: or? right now. Yeah. Trapped. Well, God, hey, it's lovely to meet you guys. I think we did yeah. it. Yeah, I think we did a show. That's right, yeah. Yeah.
4: Thank you.
0: I love what you do. Always have, always will. Thanks. This has been the 58th episode of Low Profile. My guests today, Lauren Connors and Suzanne Longhi. Thanks again to guest engineer Bob Bellaru. The artwork for this episode was painted by Nathan Berko Gibson. Music and links relevant to this and all previous episodes can be found at lowprofilepodcast.com. Next time on Low Profile brett lunsford joins returning co-host madison nadine and i on location in anacortes washington if you recognize brett's name you're probably a fan of his music with beat happening or d that all comes up but mostly we get into his new book sounding for harry smith i'm gonna play you out today on a d D+ song i love called rusted catch you later
1: in 1st grade. Just a little bit rusted. good travel Just a little bit rusty.